Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Johnny Mac, they're playing our song. We are your Birds 365 guys <laughs> here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, and it's uncharted waters for us. A game day Tuesday. Hopefully we never have to get used to this. Uh, this is a specialized situation, one that the Eagle fans have bemoaned since it became common knowledge that it was going to happen. But now we're actually to game day, so let's get to it. John McMullen, it's a must win for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's a phrase that we probably throw around too much, and I don't know if it's 100% accurate, but it's damn close. It's damn close. It's not 100% accurate, but it's damn, damn close. Eagles got to win this football game or they're essentially out. They have like a 5% chance of making the playoffs if the stars align. But, um, yeah, they got to win it. They should win it. Uh, they have everything lined up for them uh, to win the football game. So you just got to go out there and do it. But as we saw last night, Jeffy, you know, there is a human nature aspect to this. People just constantly ignore in professional football. We talk about teams playing up to their competition, playing down to their competition. We just got done a weekend where the team with the worst record in the NFL routed a team with the best record in the NFL. And you probably saw the team last night who can beat anybody and lose to anybody. And that's the Minnesota Vikings. And and you've seen that through this year where they've beaten Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, and they've lost to the Detroit Lions. There is a human nature aspect to letting yourself down. No matter how much you talk about it, no matter how much you say it's not there, there is a there is sort of a, oh, we don't have to worry about that this week. That's... That's what you got to guard against. And I don't know if you can guard against it. We talk about how does Nick Syria. I don't know if you can. I mean, if you could, everybody would do it. it. It's it's tough to do it. You think about your regular life, your daily life, and you just relax and say, this is not going to be as difficult as I thought it was going to be. And maybe you get thrown a curveball in any aspect. That's what happens with NFL players as well. 
So let me ask you about the human nature aspect of it. Both teams have a human nature aspect coming into tonight's game. The Washington football team, probably a little grateful that this game was pushed back. They got a couple of their key elements on the defensive side, defensive line, Matt Ioannidis. They, they, they are in a better position to win this game than if it had been played on Sunday. We will find out later on today, and I'll get the exact timing of that with you in just a second, as to how their quarterback situation is going to shake out. But Washington is probably in a better spot to potentially win the game than they were had it been scheduled as is. The Eagles, not so much. Yeah, you get back Quez Watkins, which is nice, but you lose Landon Dickerson, which could be huge. So you've got one team that's probably thankful what happened, one team that's a little ticked off for what happened. How did the two coaches make sure the focus stays for both of those teams, that Washington knows that they got a little bit of an advantage, now they have to take advantage of that. Meanwhile, the Eagles have to put their annoyance level and focus it on the, the Washington football team. Tell me how both of the coaches play this in the locker room. Well, I, I, I think it's easier for the coach who's up against it, so-called, because it's easier to play the nobody believes in us card. Nobody thinks we have anybody out there. Plus, in, in, in theory, you have hungry guys getting an opportunity to play who would not have an opportunity to play. So in a lot of ways, that part of it takes care of itself. Because those guys are very hungry. And then it, when you have issues like that, it, it tends to turn into, okay, what happens in the game? If early in the game, the better team kind of steps on the other team's throat, then you might see them give up and say, all right, we got no chance here. Uh, but coming into the game, they should be fired up, ready to prove themselves, ready to go. So it's it's a little bit more difficult for, for Nick Sirianni, who's got, you know, yeah, the Eagles aren't happy that Landon Dickerson isn't going to be there. And by the way, he still might. He's in the same testing situation as everybody else now. They're going to test this morning. And if his cycle threshold is at the point it's going to be, then he can come off the list. And the same with Andre Dillard. Um, and the same with Taylor Heineke. And the same with Kyle Allen. The difference is, and I tried to lock this down all day yesterday, because people are giving me questions why the NFL set another record of, of, of players going on the COVID list. And everybody's rightfully saying, why? They changed the testing. Isn't it easier? Yes and no. The testing, the new testing protocols are in effect already. So that means you can come back in a day. The protocols for the testing don't come into effect until December 27th, as I understand it, which is next Monday. So in other words, they're still testing people. Whereas next week... Is it next Monday or after tonight's games? I no, thought it December was... No, the, the testing changes are already in effect. They're, they started Monday. They're in effect. So in other words, you don't need two tests for 24 hours. The new testing protocols are in effect. However, when we talk about they're not going to test healthy asymptomatic people showing no symptoms, as I'd like to call it the TSA pre-check method, 
because essentially vaccinated people are getting the pre-check, but every once in a while, the guy will pull you over and say, you're up. You got to give them your phone and they do whatever the hell they do with your phone. They probably get all your personal information. I don't know. But that's when the TSA pre-check method doesn't start until next week. And I got that from an Eagle source. I didn't get it from an NFL source, which is unfortunate. Um, But that's why you're still seeing what's going on. And And I said this last week on the show, and I know this is boring and we're getting in the weeds and I'll move on pretty quickly. But as I said last week on the show, Jody, guys who tested positive, they're not going to magically test negative. So uh, a ton of guys aren't going to come off this list until they stop testing people, uh, healthy, asymptomatic people. Otherwise, they're going to have to go through the cycle of the virus or whatever, and they got to get that viral load down, whatever. So you haven't seen a ton of Washington. They got some guys back. Somebody like Montez Sweat, for instance, that's after the 10 days. Um still going to be very difficult for people like Landon Dickerson or even more difficult for Andre Dillard tested positive yesterday. If they test negative today, that just tells you the test was a false positive. Basically. Probably. Yeah. Um, the one non-false positive, the just fl- fl- flat out positive for the Eagles with the fact that this game day was pushed back was two extra days of rest and rehab for Jalen Hurts. And I know you guys weren't allowed to go down and view practice the way you uh, would on a usual Tuesday on Monday, but this is a different Monday. Um, There was no injury designation officially released by the Eagles after their practice slash walkthrough yesterday, which I think it's very safe to read into it that Jalen Hurts is close to 100%. I don't think we'll know until he gets out there on the field and actually has to make a move. You gave us the read on... He looks fine going straight ahead, but side to side when last you saw him was still a little dicey and a little bit of a question mark. He's going to be their starting quarterback tonight. It hasn't officially been announced, but I'm giving you my speculation right here, right now. He's going to be their starting QB. And sorry for you Gardner Minshew fans. I think he gives them the best chance to win the game tonight. If you're putting your best foot forward, you got to win this game. John and I agreed it's damn close to a must win. I think you got a better chance to must win with Jalen Hurts than uh, Gardner Minshew. And I don't know if that had been the case if this game had actually been played on Sunday. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, people say, what well, does 48 hours make a difference with a high ankle sprain? It makes a big difference and it can make a difference. And uh, the fact that he's not, I mean, Nick Sirianni came out and said Friday he's going to be listed as questionable. Well, by Tuesday, uh, he's not questionable. He's going to be the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. So that tells you, even in that short window, uh, they've seen significant improvement to move him up from questionable to, no, he's playing. Um, so every day, uh, farther off that injury, you get a little bit better, a little bit better. As you mentioned, 100%. No, he's not going to be 100%. But Nobody in the NFL is going to be 100. Jason Kelsey isn't going to be 100%. I guarantee you that, but he's going to be out there. So um, that's just part of professional football and part that I think enough, you know, a lot of people don't put into the equation when, when they see somebody play a bad game or they 
see somebody do less than what is expected. Uh, sometimes guys are out there playing at not an optimal level because they have to play. And that basically defines the entire NFL over the last month of the season. And here we are last month of the season and you saw some ugly football uh, last night for a lot of reasons. That's one of the reasons, mainly COVID reasons, but that's one of the reasons as well. And we'll find out in less than eight hours if ugly football is upon us here in uh, Philadelphia for tonight's game. Uh, excuse me, uh, about 11 hours. Math has never been my strong suit. Seven you're o'clock. the better math one. Yeah. You're, you're, you're the better one. That's not a good sign for Birds 365 if I'm the math whiz out of the two. Um, so you'll head down to uh, the, the, the stadium tonight to watch the game. How weird is it going to be to be there on a Tuesday? Is it just game day or it's a night game rather than an afternoon game? Uh, does it just blend in and you forget what day of the week it is and just go there to cover the game and handle it the exact same ways? Or is it going to be funky for you and everybody else? Yeah, I mean, my biggest issues are uh, trying to get down there uh, because the Flyers are playing as well. Uh, so trying to get to the parking lots and uh, Do you usually just... park in uh, the Wells Fargo parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so do um, you know that you cannot do that tonight, right? No, we can. Fans can't. We we still park in the in the Wells Fargo parking lot. You sure but about that? I'm a hundred percent sure. Okay, because um, there was a, a an official note that was put out that said. Only flyer parking in the Wells, Far- Wells Fargo parking lot tonight. Uh, maybe it right, doesn't include you press guys, but uh, I didn't see anywhere in the memo where it said, yes, Eagle Press can still park here. <laughs> they just said, eh, well, unless why. you're going to the flyer game, don't plan on parking here. Well, that's why you confirm it, Jody. So I have confirmed it. Yeah, we're still parking okay. in the same lot. Hopefully, hopefully fans realize they can't park there but i don't have a lot of confidence in that because they don't know they can't you know generally because we're in the same and nobody probably cares about this but we're in the d lot of the wells fargo center so we cross the street and we're right at the media entrance basically is is where we are um now there's also regular fan parking in a different area in the same lot but you have to have permits for that and, you know, those people pay a lot of money for that parking, whatever. I don't know. It's outrageous, but they pay a lot of money for that parking. Um, and nobody knows they can't park there. So every week you see somebody driving up. More people who drive up to the entrance of the lot think they're just going in there and paying the astronomical rate. And they got to turn around and it becomes this whole issue Um and yeah, the city does a terrible job of that. I'm sorry. I yeah, they 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 do not educate people of where they should go or shouldn't go. Well, that's why I'm telling everyone to I'm lending a helping hand here that I got my official flyer notification that if you're going to tonight's Flyers game, you could park there, but no Eagle fans will be allowed to park in the Wells Fargo line. Yeah. So for those and of you by the way, thanks, tonight, NHL. You couldn't pause the season on a Tuesday. You got to wait till Wednesday. 
Come they, on. They they were canceling the uh, – or I should say postponing uh, the Flyers game for Thursday. So they did want to get the Tuesday game in. So uh, I understand their scheduling the same way we're trying to understand the NFL scheduling, which comes down last game of the week. Well, there'll be two of them going at the exact same time. That would be the Rams and the Seahawks and the Eagles and the uh, Washington football team, which, oh, by the way, because, you know, I do a national sports talk show. Um, I kind of need to know and see what's happening in the Rams-Seahawks game, too. And as far as I can tell, I will have no access to it whatsoever. That both games are on Fox. Both games will be playing at the exact same time. Whatever game they decide to broadcast in your area, that's a game you're going to get. If you want to watch the other game or flip over to the other game during the <laughs> commercials, I think you spit out of luck here tonight. So I'm going to have to, in some way, shape, or form, stay on top of the game just by reading the accounts of what's happening because I don't think I get to see the game. Now, I'm, I'm tied into the you, you know, I'm recording the Eagles in case anything happens. I go back and rewatch it immediately. But I kind of want to know what's happening with the Rams and the Seahawks, and I think this is one of those where the NFL fans overall are getting screwed too. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, you know. I They couldn't put it on Fox Sports too. The NFL, all we ever talk about, John, and sorry to interrupt, is how the NFL on television is the biggest property on the face of the planet, that it's it's indestructible. It can't can do no wrong. Well, Fox has it tonight, and they're going to keep it away from a percentage of the country because they don't want to interrupt college basketball on their cable outlet. That makes no sense to me. I'm I'm surprised they didn't put one game on NFL Network and one game on Fox nationally. Um, that's what I would have thought would happen. I imagine I don't know this. I imagine they have a contract with Fox. Fox gets a certain number of games each weekend, and it's tough to to break that window. And it's probably up to the TV executives more than the NFL. I always argue people do all these things, Sports Business Journal, which does a great job with the business of sports. You always see these top 50 most powerful people in sports. And, you know, people say Roger Goodell. Uh-uh. The most powerful people in sports are the guys who run Fox and ABC and so forth and so on. And Amazon is going to get into it now. Um, and streaming outlets. The television executives are the most powerful, powerful people in sports, and they have contracts, and what they say goes, ultimately. I understand that, and that's why I didn't think there was a chance that this game was going to be uh, on the NFL Network, because Fox owns the rights to both games. They're both NFC games, and they should get X amount of games for the year, X amount of games for the week. They don't want to yeah. give one up. Yeah. If, if they, they play they at should. the same time. They should. Well, no, they shouldn't because they yeah. paid for it all. So they don't want their audience split. They want everyone watching Fox, whichever game it it, it it happens to be. Here in Philadelphia, it'll be the Eagle game. Elsewhere, it'll be the Rams and the Seahawks. And I look for a national map to see because, you know, in the markets of each of the team, they'll get the hometown team. But then they have to decide what they think will do the best number in all those other markets. And that's where they'll place the game. It's a pretty balanced it's a tough decision uh, because here. yeah, you have more passionate markets. Uh, I think with Philadelphia, Washington, you have uh, probably better, certainly a better team with the LA Rams, 
and Seattle struggled. So, but even though you could argue they're better well, because I'll of Russell see. Wilson, it is a tough decision. I'll see if I can find that before the show is out. All right, uh, we got to get into breaking down the matchup between the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles. Mac and I will certainly give you our insights, and we're going to get a helping hand. Our buddy Paul Domwich, uh, formerly Daily News, now Philly Mag, going to hop aboard and help us talk Washington Philadelphia football right here on Birds 365. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. You've got your Magamac guys, McDonald and McMullen, holding down the fort here on Birds 365. When we need a helping hand, we know where to look. Here today with us, we have a guy who's only been covering Eagles for decades. 
doing these days a couple of new outlets. The 33rd team and phillymag.com. Our buddy Paul Domwich chops aboard. Domo, you look like you're ready for some football. Oh, yeah. Man, Tuesday football gets me uh, gets me going. Yeah, well, Monday, a couple great games to get you ready if you watch those, Domo. What awful <laughs> football. Hopefully, hopefully we get better football on Tuesday night. But I got to tell you, I don't – if Garrett Gilbert is starting at quarterback for the Washington football team, ooh, are we going to get more ugliness tonight? Well, look at the bright side. Uh, the Eagle sack total will finally uh, go up to a respectable number. <laughs> Good, very well. Uh, so, all right, so I'll go there. I said this yesterday with John. I said last night on WIP. Um, the Eagles defensive coordinator has shown a propensity of the lesser the quarterback the other team has, the more aggressive he is. If you got a star quarterback coming in, like, oh, I don't know, Tom Brady or uh, Patrick Mahomes, he shows deference and sits in the zone and tries <laughs> not to get beat badly long. If he's got a quarterback he thinks isn't quite up to snuff, he will blitz more often and he will play press coverage on the outside. No matter who the Washington quarterback is, and it could be one of four guys, who's the other guy from the Blackhawks or whatever? Jordan Tayamu. The St. Louis Battlehawks. Battlehawks, excuse me. I said Blackhawks. I'm I'm a hockey head. What can I tell you? So there's actually five quarterbacks who could be playing for Washington tonight. Does it matter for any of them? Are we going to see an aggressive Eagles defense? Because none of those guys are going to be getting Pro Bowl consideration this year. Well, I think regardless of who starts for Washington, uh, Ron Rivera's strategy is going to be to take a page out of the Eagles offensive strategy of late and run the ball a lot. Uh, particularly if it's not Heineke, but uh, even if it's Heineke. I mean, Antonio Gibson is going to be a 25-carry uh, guy tonight, uh, which is, could be a good thing for the Eagles. He's a, he's a very talented back, but he fumbles a lot. And so, uh, you know, they'll have some chance for some uh, turnovers. But, you know, I don't – what you want to do, though, Jody, is you want to put them in third and long, uh, and, and, and then you can tee off on them. Um, you know, I don't think we're going to see – Washington run, uh, passed the ball much on first and second down. Uh, so, you know, they just need to – third and long is going to be the key for the Eagles tonight on defense. Damo, uh, for the Eagles, people have focused on, and understandably so, uh, they were inconvenienced. You know, I think they were screwed. That kind of talk is a little bit over the top. But Nonetheless, it, it's not optimal for them to move this game back to Tuesday. Um, one positive, though, is Nick Sirianni said Jalen Hurts was going to be questionable if the game was Sunday, although he said he was trending in the right direction. Well, he was trending in the right direction because he's going to start on Tuesday. No injury designation on the final injury report. And at Philly Mag, Eagles report, you put your by the numbers, which is, you know, got more shelf life this week for Tuesday. That's a positive as well, too. Um, just how run-centric the Eagles have become since early November. And, you know, they have a league-high rushing attempts per game. Their run play percentage in those six games has skyrocketed. Uh, the first down runs, everything is run, 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 run. Jordan Howard's back. Landon Dickerson is out, though. 
We're probably going to see late Nate Herbig and Sue Opeta. Any of that change the thought process of the Eagles, or is it just run the football? Well, I mean, I think the loss of Dickerson, especially with the return of Jonathan Allen on the other side of the ball, is not a good thing. It's not ideal. It hurts the Eagles, both both in, in pass protection and uh, running the ball. Uh, so, But I don't think it's going to change their attitude going into this game, whether it's Opeta uh, or not. Uh, they're going to try and run the ball as much as possible. Whether they reach 40 carries again for, what, the – sixth straight, seventh straight game, um, I think will depend on the circumstances of the game. But if, if they don't if they don't lose the lead, if Washington doesn't jump out in front like the Jets did uh, two weeks ago when they scored on their first three possessions, uh, I think the Eagles would just as soon hand the ball off and play it that way. And, 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 and you know, even with the sore ankle, I think we'll see Jalen run a, a few times. Um, a part of our job is to uh, crystal ball it, prognosticate it before things happen. People want our opinion on what will happen in advance. I'm not going to ask you about the score of the game. I'm going to ask you about the feel of the stadium. You've been doing this for decades. John has as well. I hosted the Eagle pregame show for years, which means you're right in the midst of the Eagle fans. You get a vibe before every game. A lot of times it's close to being the same. Sometimes it's different. Sometimes it's underwhelming. Sometimes it's palpable. You can actually feel it. The Eagles are one and four at home this year. And they've had some tough opponents to play, but one and four is one and four. But they're very much in the hunt for a playoff spot tonight. Rescheduled game, seven o'clock start. You never start games at seven o'clock preseason, maybe. What do you think the feel is going to be like? inside Lincoln Financial Field for kickoff tonight? You know, Jody, this, the fan base this year, I, I you know, they, they, they want to believe in this team. They want to believe in what's, you know, in, in the process that's going on as far as rebuilding. Uh, but they're not completely sold, and so it doesn't take much, as we've seen in, in the previous five games they've played at, at the link, to turn on this team. Uh, I think they'll be excited tonight uh, because it's of a playoff atmosphere. Uh, if things don't go well early, though, I think we're going to hear a lot of boos. Uh, that's just, you know, this—that's just the way it is right now with this with this fan base and with this team. Um, before you jumped on, Damo, Jody and I were talking a little bit about the human nature aspect of this type of situation, and you saw it last night. I mean, Cleveland is crippled from their COVID issues but they're right in the football game with Nick Mullins. Um, Chicago is crippled. They don't have their starting secondary. They probably should have won the football game if they didn't make mistake or after mistake, after mistake, yeah. after mistake. Is it, there's a natural letdown factor. No matter what Nick Sirianni talks about, there's that human nature aspect of going, oh, we don't have to deal with, uh, a, a good football team. Washington's not great, but they're the same as the Eagles. They would have been a really difficult hurdle. But now, if Garrett Gilbert's out there, and he was on the New England practice squad last week, and he said, whatever, a couple walkthrough practices, how big of an impact is that natural sort of sigh of relief and, and say, all right, we got this, and all of a sudden it's the fourth quarter and you're in a tight game. Yeah. 
That's a concern. And I think the responsibility for not letting that happen doesn't rest so much on people like Nick Sirianni and his coaching staff as much as it, as it uh, is on people like Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox and Darius Slay. They've got to convince the rest of their teammates that this is the Super Bowl. Uh, because it is. I mean, they're, they're in the this, tonight starts the playoffs for them. I, I'm convinced they've got to run the table. One loss, and 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 they after after New Orleans's win against Tampa Bay, I look at who New Orleans has left, and I, I think they're going to finish ten and seven. So for the Eagles to make the playoffs, they've got to run. The, their only chance is to run the table, and that means no losses, and it starts with tonight's game. Yeah, like John and I said earlier, if it's not a must win, it's damn close to it. So it starts tonight versus the Washington football team. All right, you gave us a good read on Antonio Gibson. Effective back, capability of making a big play, catches it out of backfield, but does eventually uh, put it on the ground, and we'll see if that's the case tonight. How about their passing game? I know we don't even know who the quarterback's going to be, so it's kind of tough to get a handle on it. But somebody's going to throw the football. They're going to have to throw it some. Uh, don't know if McLaurin's going to play. It looks like he should be able to get through concussion protocol. But until they make the official announcement, we won't know. It, should the Eagles be selling out for the run on almost every down tonight and daring the Washington team to throw the football? I think so, uh, because I don't think Washington wants, especially <laughs> with Gilbert, they don't want to throw it. Uh, they're not even as a surprise. So, um you know, I think the Eagles have benefited from the fact that Logan – I mean, Logan Thomas would have been a, a real concern for me if he had was healthy and playing, which he's not. He's out for the season uh, because the Eagles have had such a difficult time with tight ends this year. Uh, I think they have like 10 of the touchdown passes against the Eagles. So they'll throw a lot – they'll try to throw a lot of uh, high percentage stuff to Gibson, and he's a good receiver. I mean, he played wide receiver at, uh, at Memphis as well as running back, and so he can catch the ball. The linebackers are going to have to play well, uh, but stopping the runs first and foremost, the job you get them in third and long, even with Heineke, I think they can, you know, they'll be fine as long as they don't give Washington too many third and fives or less. So Damo, can you envision um, a path to victory for a Washington football team with Garrett Gilbert, you know, and by the way, it's still possible with the new testing rules that Kyle Allen could yeah. test this morning and, and get out of it and, and start this game. Not that Kyle Allen is, you know, Sonny Jergensen either, but um, it, it, it would be a lot better. At least he knows the offense. Yeah. If it's Garrett Gilbert, how, how do the Eagles lose this game? It's got to be a defensive touchdown from Washington, special teams, big plays. It got to be one of those quirky things that gets him over the top. Yeah. I mean, turnovers for starters, uh, John, and this team certainly is capable of, of turning it over. Uh, although they've done a good job this year of not giving up a, a lot of uh, uh, costly turnovers, uh, but their special teams has been inconsistent. So Washington could you know, very well could take advantage of something there. Uh, and Gilbert, you know, he, he played for Turner in Carolina. He knows this offense. I mean, so we're not looking at a guy that they just – well, they it is a guy they just picked up off the street. But <laughs> it's a guy they picked up off the street who knows the offense. So uh, I don't think he's going to be limited all that much in what he can call. It's just what limited in what they want him to call. And I, that's why I think what they want him to call are a lot and lots of runs. 
I Damo, let's flip to the other side when the Eagles have the ball. I think the Eagles have a better chance to win this game if Jalen Hurts is their quarterback. Sorry, Gardner Minshew, but I just am a Hurts believer, and I'm not ready to write him off for this season and or future seasons and the like. He gets the two-day advantage of the game being pushed back. That being said, if he gets off to a slow start and the Eagles are losing at halftime or into the third quarter and they're within one score and Hertz's stat line looks pretty damn bad and he's got a turnover and a like, how much of a short leash is the coach working with tonight? Is this Jalen Hertz's game no matter what, sink or swim, do or die, or will the coach at some point be open to the possibility of, you know, I got to change the quarterback here because we still got a chance to win this game. And the guy I got in there is just having a bad night. Good question. Uh, I mean, I, I I think the leash is not as long as it was in week one. Uh, I don't think they're looking to make a change tonight. But you also have the, you know, I mean, he's he is playing on an ankle that, that I'm sure feels fine for him. But there's always a chance of him uh, tweaking it tonight and that being a factor in, in, in replacing him. Uh, you know, the, the problem with Jalen is, Jalen plays his best ball after he's played his worst ball. Uh, yeah. You know, so you got to watch how quick a trigger you have with him because you take him out when he's struggling and, you, you know, you might not get the best of him uh, as he's shown in a few of the games. So, uh, but I, I don't think it's impossible that they would make a, a change tonight at some point if he was really struggling, but I think it would be more because of the ankle than performance. Now, we've talked about this a lot, Damo, and the fact that, you know, you're trying to serve two masters here looking for you're trying to evaluate Jalen Hurts and can he be the long term answer? And you have the argument that you got to see what he does in this sort of run toward the playoffs uh, versus, hey, we're in it now. Let's go make the playoffs. Um I certainly think I know what's more important than Nick Sirianni, and it's counterintuitive to what should be important to Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie, who was the one who officially uh, first coined this year as transitional. What's more important, making the playoffs or uh, evaluating Jalen Hurts? I think they're trying to find a balance here because I, you know, I think – much like two years ago um, in 2019, they went into the season not expecting to still be a contender late in the season, and they were, and then you kind of shuffle the deck and, and re, re, kind of reprioritize. But, I mean, I, I think Jalen gives them the best chance of winning, so I don't think, um, you know, keeping him in and allowing you to evaluate him also sacrifices – your playoff chances. Uh, you know, as I wrote uh, earlier this week, John, I, my my feeling is that they need to look at this as okay. There's nobody in the 2022 draft that we that's that's a lock to be a, a can't miss quarterback. You know, we can't count on Russell Wilson being traded, or we don't. You know, they shouldn't want Deshaun Watson. So I mean, they should look at this as okay. He's coming back next year as our starting quarterback anyway. Uh, so it's going to be a longer. Uh, evaluation process and look at it like that and not look at it like we have to make a decision by the end of this season. Now I'm going to ask you about an individual player tonight, and it could have a major impact or it could be a zippity doodah. 
what does Kenneth Gainwell give the Eagles in tonight's game? And if it's something, in what role is that going to be? I keep waiting for him to be a major factor in the passing game. He's caught a lot of passes, uh, not a lot, but, uh, you know, I mean, when he's been in there, that's what they've used him a lot for. Uh, I keep every game. I said, they're going to, they're going to use him on a wheel route tonight. And he's going to, he's going to have a linebacker chasing him 10 yards behind him. And they never do. Uh, although I also keep wondering why Greg Ward's not on the field. So I'm a sick person. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think he can be a factor tonight in in the passing game. I think he needs to he needs to be a guy that Jalen Hurts can count on, can look to, that can get the ball out too quickly because he's so good in space. He's he's what Jalen Rager isn't a guy that can that can get yards after the catch. Uh, so I mean, that's how I think they should use uh, Gainwell tonight. Well, let's talk about the receivers. A little less uncertainty because Quez Watkins got back off the. Uh... COVID list, so he's going to be able to go. But, you know, they've become more of a 12, 13 personnel team, certainly in second halves when they're just running the football. So you get one of those guys out of the mix. I know people are upset because Jalen Rager played so much in 13. I actually understood that thought process, Damo, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you're trying to seal the edge. Essentially, you're using him as a crash test dummy. You're not throwing the football. Why are you going to get a 166-pound kid Hurt sealing the edge. So I agreed with them. But when they do have to throw the football and they do have three receivers out there, why why is Jalen Rager still out there on a consistent basis? Because he was the first round pick last year. <laughs> That's it, right? Yeah. I mean, they're they've got a and 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 I don't totally disagree that I mean they need to find as we I think we talked about this last week. I mean, they need they need to find out one way or another with him uh, whether he can play or not before they discard him and, or put him on the, the you know, the, the J.J. Arcega-Whiteside pile. Um, you know, one thing I'm not I'm, I'm going to be interested to see tonight is, you know, you mentioned that they're playing a lot of 12 and 13. They played a lot of 12 and 13 against the Jets. They hadn't played much before that. Uh, they were running the ball out of a lot of 11. Uh, I think because, you know – for the reason a lot of teams like to run out of 11 personnel with three wide receivers, it basically forces the defense to put an extra DB out there and that's easier to run against. And Jalen Jalen's had a lot of his running success, most of his running success out of 11 personnel. So, uh, it'll be, you know, just from that standpoint, I'm going to be, one of the things I'm going to be interested to see tonight is, is what Nick goes with against Washington. I guess a lot will depend on what he thinks works best against Washington's defense. And we don't know that until we see who's playing and who, who had too high a viral load. (laughs) (laughs) When in doubt, viral load. Uh, Damo, how big a loss is Landon Dickerson in this game? We know he tested positive this week. There is the minute possibility he could have a quick turnaround test and you only need one negative and then you get back in. So he could actually play tonight, but it's highly unlikely. Um, He's had a real nice getting better every week, rookie year. Missed all of training camp and was thrown in the deep end of the pool pretty quickly when Eagles had the guard injuries that they did. He's answered the bell. We've been told that Suo Peta is great in practice. Tesla stock. Drill. Tesla stock. He's a Tesla. Suo Peta. How big a uh, disadvantage are the Eagles at tonight without Dickerson in the lineup? It would be a concern to me. I mean, I've seen too much of Sua getting pushed back in the quarterbacks. 
to not have it be a concern. You know, Jeff Stoutland vehemently defends him every time you talk to him about yeah. Um, you know, my concern is with Jonathan Allen back, they're going to say, Jonathan, that's the guy you're going to play in front of uh, or on, on the shoulder of the entire night and just go after him. And if that's the case, that's going to, you know, they're going to have to find ways. They're going to have to be very clever at, at, at kind of uh, protecting that because they're already, you know, I mean, Nate Herbig, I'm fine with a guard. It's, it's when he goes to center that you get the shakes. Yeah. <laughs> but it- uh, yeah, if okay. anybody, if either you guys saw Akeem Hicks last night, oh yeah, that's what Washington wants from Jonathan Allen tonight. Yeah. Because yeah. when you get pressure up the middle, the quarterback is just—I mean, that's how you beat Tom Brady in the Super yeah, Bowl. That's, that's how, how the Brady. Giants beat him twice. Yeah. That's how the—that's um, how the Saints beat him on Sunday night. Yeah, and you don't want, especially on a, on an ankle that's not a hundred percent. We don't want to see Jalen Hurts flushed out of the pocket to the right all night because they'll be waiting for him. It, it, defenses have already kind of had their edge guy rushing high to per, force Jalen to be when he, when he does, cause that's the only side he can go to. He doesn't, throw, yeah. he's not able to throw to his left. You know, he's like 20 yards back by the time he gets to the, to the sideline. <laughs> so, I mean, if they can't protect him in the interior tonight, it's a big concern. Yeah. And Jonathan Allen is, you know, it's tough to say this, Damo, because Washington is the spot they, they're in. They're probably not going to finish this sort of run from their perspective in the playoffs. But he's a sneaky defensive player of the year candidate. He's yeah. been that good in 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 the interior of that line. And interestingly, Chase Young isn't there. Uh, they're getting Montez Sweat back. They have Deron Payne. Yeah, you mentioned the kid from Temple. I always screw up his name. Ionitis. Thank you. Yes, Ionitis. Uh, still a really good defensive line. Yeah. And man, Jeff Stoutman is worth his weight in gold because yeah, I'm not concerned. Now, I'd rather have Brandon Brooks. I'd rather have Isaac Sayamalo. I'd rather have Landon Dickerson. I'd rather have Jack Driscoll. But I think they're going to be competitive. That's crazy. Right. I just watched a team with a first-round pick and a second-round pick who can't block anybody. Jeff, Jeff Stoutman just makes offensive linemen. It's unbelievable, Damo. Stout is a water-into-wine guy. I mean, he, you know, he's taken some lines, including last year, that you're saying, my God, they're, you know, they're going to get the quarterback killed, and he somehow finds a way to, to make them uh, play respectable. Uh, you know, one thing tonight, you, you, you know, we had talked about Kenny Gainwell earlier, Jody. You're probably not, he's probably not going to get on the field a whole lot because of the fact that he's not a particularly good pass pro guy yet. And that's going to be kind of a key tonight. So, you know, I, I, I assume we'll see mostly Miles Sanders, uh, Jordan Howard, and Boston Scott up to a certain degree, but maybe that's probably going to prevent them from using Kenny a lot. All right, Damo, got to make a call here. Which sweat is best? <laughs> Washington sweat or Philadelphia sweat? You going with Joshua or Montez? You mean as a, a win-loss situation here? No, performs better, puts oh. up the better stats, has the bigger oh. impact on the game. Which defensive end sweats it out the best? Yeah, uh, Josh Sweat needs to. I don't think Montez Sweat's going to have a – 
uh, difference-making game because of the the Eagles' two tackles. Um, but I mean, they they need Josh Sweat. They not only need him as a pass rusher, Jody. He needs to be able to set the edge tonight, or Antonio Gibson's going to have a party. Uh, and and Josh Sweat has not been particularly good in that area this season. So uh, you know, he needs to pick it up. All right, Tom, you said last one for me, you said the Eagles have to win out. New Orleans, that upset kind of freaked a lot of people because I think, you know, they were expecting Tampa Bay to just kind of roll over. And we saw what happened, injuries to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Leonard Fournette. All of a sudden, uh, they're getting shut out. But um, I think they played Miami, Carolina, Atlanta, I believe is their schedule. It is. Um, uh, Atlanta's the only one on the road. Uh, possible. I mean, they're winnable games, certainly, but Miami's playing very well all of a sudden. Um, can the Eagles win out? Is it possible? Is it possible, or do you need Dallas to not be, you know, playing for something week 18? I think we all think they could beat Washington. They could beat yeah. the Giants. Can they beat a Dallas team trying to win? Are they in that position? I don't think they are. Um, I think they need Wash. They need Dallas to be, uh, you know, Dak Prescott on the beach uh, in Week 18. Uh, you know, Dallas, in my opinion, right now is one of the top three teams in this league. Top two teams, maybe. That defense. That defense, I agree with. Whoa, whoa, whoa! In this league? Yeah, I said the, it last week. Absolutely. I said it. That they defense, are talented. That is, that's a grown-up defense. I mean, that's a. I mean, that's been their weakness all the, always in the past. You know, okay, yeah, they got Dak, they got uh, Zeke, they got good wide receivers, but, they're, you know, we're going to score a lot of points on their defense. Well, that ain't happening anymore. Now, Randy Gregory might get suspended as we're speaking, <laughs> but if he's out there and Demarcus yeah. Lawrence and Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs, whoo. Micah, is... Parsons, Micah Parsons be, may be the defensive player of the year. Uh, that's how good he's played as a rookie, not rookie of the year. Defensive player of the year. And, uh, you know, so, you, you know, you got to hope. And, and I, you know, by that point, who knows? Uh, but if they're still in the hunt for a buy in that last week, you know, I think it certainly uh, if the Eagles had won the, the three games leading up to that, I, I wouldn't put a whole lot of money on them. Hey, Tomo, you know why I don't think Micah Parsons is going to win defensive player of the year? Because he's going to split votes with Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you are right. What's he got? Ten interceptions now. That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, point of emphasis. Then a question for both Damo and Johnny Mac. Point of emphasis is yes. Josh Sweat is going to have the better game because this whole Montez Sweat thing. People are either saying, "Oh, they got him back. That's a huge addition." Don't think so. Or. Oh, they don't need him back. He was patient zero for their entire outbreak because he was unvaccinated and he shouldn't be with the team. No, you could kind of use him back. Here's the bottom line. He wasn't having that good a year before he went down with COVID. He, both he and uh, Young were having mediocre years. What we thought was going to be a dynamite Washington defense came out of the gate pretty poorly, and he didn't get better until both of those guys went out. So I don't think Montez Sweat has much of an effect on this game at all tonight. I'm hoping Josh Sweat has a major effect on the game. All right, here's a question for both of you guys. After the game tonight, tomorrow night on the NFL Network, they will announce the Pro Bowl rosters. 
and a couple got announced ahead of time because the Raiders were playing last night. So they told a bunch of Raider fans that the uh, Raider guys they were on it and Browns guys too. Um, but they will announce the rest of the rosters uh, tomorrow night, eight o'clock. I think it is on the NFL Network. How many Pro Bowlers do the Eagles have that will make it? Now you can always have the after additions, uh, and you know at the end of the year how many guys end up making it. But actually, be named as a Pro Bowl player. How many guys on the Philadelphia Eagles are going to get that honor? Hmm. I'll let Tom. I got to think about this. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I didn't tell either one of you guys this question was coming. So, well, yes. Kelsey, uh, yeah, Kelsey's going to be there. I think three um, of their offensive linemen. Man. Yeah. I think Lane, Lane's got a real good chance. Jordan's think, got a good chance. I think Jordan has fascinated people and, and impressed them enough that I, uh, the players he's played against that. So I think three of their offensive linemen, Darius Slay, naturally. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. You know, Fletcher Cox. Reputation, good, baby. Fletcher, yeah, reputation. And that's, just, that's just an embarrassment. I mean, Fletcher Cox. <laughs> I don't want to. If an Eagle DT has got to go, it's got to be Jason Argrave, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I would I would bet on Fletcher more than Javon yeah. for reputation. Not yeah. saying he deserves it, but I, I've uh, lost all respect for PFF with their with their uh, evaluations of the Eagles' defensive lines uh, and Fletcher this year. Uh, yeah, they have Fletcher up pretty high. I think yeah, people I, would be surprised. I, I'm not um, seeing it. I'm seeing a guy that, for whatever reason, has had one of his the poor seasons of his career. So. Uh, I think he's been better recently, but yeah, I think early in the season it was a struggle for him. Yeah. Um, the but thing that, about Javon is he struggled against the run. I think yeah. they're right there. He's been great again as a pass rusher, but you know that's ironic too because I mean Javon. Yeah, it is. There is a nose tackle, so you would think yeah. oh, if there's a strong. I, how about Goddard? What do you guys think? Pro Bowl? Does it? Uh, it, it there's just there's. They're, you know, George Kittle's going, good, you know that. Good ones, yeah. uh, there's and so many good ones. Kyle, Kyle Pitts' numbers are significantly better yeah. Yeah. as a rookie. It's, it's Dallas great. is a better player than Kyle Pitts, though. But you're right. It's it's all about statistics. But, now, Kittle should go. I was talking about Mark Andrews, AFC, obviously. But right. that guy's unbelievable. There are more. Um, there are, I've never seen a – more to really, really good tight ends in this league than you're seeing now. I mean, it's just yeah. amazing how many there are and, and how important they are to the offenses. Yeah. Pitt, uh, when you Pitt's get a good Pitt, one. Pitts, 58 ahead, catches, almost 850 yards. Uh, Goddard, 41 catches, less than 600 yards. Yeah. That's a pretty big difference. Those numbers are not uh, just a couple of catches or a couple of yards apart. That's significant. 200 yards and more than yeah, and it depends. Catch. So, uh, Damo brought up uh, PFF, so I'll go to Pro. So, Pro Football Focus has a Kittle one, and he should be. That guy's unbelievable. Andrews two, Goddard three, Kelsey four. Um, mm -hmm. Dallas Goddard's a pretty good player. But Jody's right in that, you know, statistics play a bigger part. Yeah. In, in and Pro as you Bowl. said, you said about Fletcher Cox making it because of reputations. Dallas Goddard's has never sniffed a no. ball. Yeah. Because I, he's been yeah. sharing time with uh, another tight end here the last couple of years. So there's no reputation there for him to be able to get in. No, I think they're going to go with the rookie. I think Goddard's going to get shortchanged. Yeah. All right. La last thing on the Pro Bowl before we let you run, Damo. 
Any chance Jalen Rager Rager makes it as a return <laughs> specialist? No. Oh man, well, he's, he's going to make the, uh, the the Monte Rager uh, Pro Bowl selection too. By the way, Jody, though Sean Bradley, you know they have that coverage player. He might he might get some love. Okay. Yeah, uh, special teams yeah. coverage. Well, well, except that I haven't really compared the uh, uh, place kicker numbers, but yeah, he yeah, uh, he's got a shot. He's, uh, yeah, he's got a shot because. Talkers in the AFC, so there you yeah. go. That that helps. Yeah. All right, Damo, always a pleasure, buddy. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll get you back on in a couple of weeks, bud. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks, well, Tom. Which uh, writing these days for the thirty third team and Philly Mag, hopping on with us here on Birds three sixty five. I we come back. We gotta certainly continue to break down the matchup between the Washington Football Team and the Eagles, but uh, we'll follow up this conversation because we didn't give much time to the offensive line. Jason Kelsey, lock. Jordan Mailata, intriguing. Lane Johnson, I got bad news for you, and I'll let uh, John run out his PFF uh, grades as well, which, again, we always say this. Sometimes we agree with them. Sometimes we vehemently disagree with them. Uh, so it's just a, a measuring stick. It's not the end-all, be-all. But my overall evaluation Lane Johnson has not been his dominating self this year. I don't know if that will or won't uh, include him making a pro ball, but we'll talk about that a little bit more as well. We still got an hour to go here on birds 365. Hey, while you're here, like us, share us, subscribe to us. us. Gotta give props to you guys yesterday. You came up big for us after the show is over and done with Xander. Our erstwhile producer said it was the most liked show in the hundred and how many we got? 181 show history of Birds 365. You guys did the right thing and showed us the love and pounded the like button more than you ever did before. We had more than 100 likes. Well, now you've set the bar this high. So you got to keep hitting that like button for it's on a day in, day out basis. Our algorithm needs it. I don't know if John or I need it, but they tell us our algorithm needs it. So keep hitting that like button for us here on Birds 365. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, 
what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Birds 365, John McBone and Jody McDonald taking you through to a game on two. That's right. We got a Tuesday game. We're not used to doing Birds 365 prepping for an Eagles contest on a Tuesday. That just doesn't happen. We all know why we're going to go to Lincoln Financial Field for a game tonight because the NFL mandated it. They did what they had to do to try and save their season. John, I loved your column in Philly Voice about uh, the NFL didn't screw the Eagles. The NFL saved the Eagles and all 31 other teams by ba- being flexible enough to change their COVID protocols and the like. And that may very well be the way that it played. But if it plays out as a chip on the shoulder game for the Philadelphia Eagles, if Nick Sirianni and some of the veteran leaders like a Jason Kelsey, like a Fletcher Cox can get that into the head of the Eagle players tonight, I think they can actually use this as a tool to help them win the football game. Oh, I agree. And that part of it, and I mentioned it's certainly not optimal from, and I've always said this is a micro standpoint. This is a macro thing, micro versus macro and a micro. If you're only looking at the Philadelphia Eagles, it seems like they get screwed. I had, we had Mike K on the show. We disagree on this. I'm like, it's not about two days. You know, people can't get by that. It's not about three games. It's about finishing the season, and you see what's going on. The rest, the NHL's pausing their season. Jody, what does that accomplish? What does that accomplish for the holidays for for the Christmas season? Uh, I, I'm surprised the NBA is now uh, having teams sign extra players uh, to throw out sort of, you know, Jimmy McGinty. Sh- 
Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately! Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Shane Falco for Replacement Bands, the movie. Uh, replacement level players to play NBA games, essentially, if you don't have enough guys. I, I You know, I mean, you either go down. I'll have the discussion with people if they want to have the discussion that we should be playing professional sports. If you want to have this, that discussion, I think it's above board. Uh, if you're going with all this nonsense – and I heard this from the Eagles, and I'm going to be honest about this. This whole nonsense that we're adhering to the protocols and certain other teams are not, that's hooey. What happened to Landon Dickerson? What happened to Andre Dillard? Did they just raise their hands and all of a sudden say, I'm not strictly adhering to these protocols? The CDC just came out this morning that the new variant is again responsible for 70, I think 75% of the new cases. It's 70% more contagions. It's coming for everybody. It's coming for the Eagles. It's coming for every team in this league. And unless they did something, they weren't going to finish the league. NBA and NHL are going to have to follow suit. We'll see if they have the testicular fortitude to do so, or if they don't shut down the sport. If you think it's that big of a health risk, Shut it down. And none of the leagues are going to be shut down. Don't kid yourself. They're all kneeling at the almighty dollar altar, and they're going to do what they have to do to navigate, negotiate, to keep the season going and keep the money flowing. Um, the one thing I have a problem with comparing the NBA and the NHL to the NFL is once a week, you've got some flexibility. You've got the ability to move games around despite the you and cry from Philadelphia. How dare they move our game to a Tuesday? Well, they did, and it's going to be played tonight. And the NFL can do that. The NBA and the NHL don't have that possibility. They they start postponing games. Now you got to shoe on them back in at a later date with travel accommodations. Put it, It's a hell of a lot more difficult for the NBA and the NHL than it is the NFL. The NFL is actually doing what it needs to do. And one of the reasons why is they can, the schedule allows them to do that. 
but you just have to be a little flexible like Philadelphia is here and and deal with what the Eagles are going to have to deal with this week. Uh, yeah, it's it, we're, we're seeing off the chart COVID numbers and we don't know yet if the asymptomatic guys are just like have a cold. The test comes back positive. You have to react to it. You can't just disregard it. And in a way, the NFL is trying to do that, that once you've uh, come back and had a negative test, yeah, go ahead. We won't be that random testing. How random do you think that testing is going to be, John? They've got. Uh, we'll see. Uh, like I said, TSA pre-check method. You know, you, you get the pre-check. Right. And... But you, you've got you. You certainly fly more than I do because you're following a team on the road. Uh, I've only been to the airport once in the last two years. But prior to that, I'd uh, been able to get on some flights. Sometimes it's like every third guy gets pulled over. And other lines I've been in 40 deep, and nobody gets pulled over. So there's not even consistency to the random randomness of checking by TSA. I want to know how random the testing is going to be for the NFL. Is it going to be one out of every four players, eight players, 15 players, 25 players, two guys? You got a 53-man roster? Yeah, you and you. Let's go. Everybody else go ahead right through. Yeah. Get to your gates. We don't even know how random the tests are going to be. No, we don't. I don't think we're ever going to know, to be honest, because um, I don't think it's going. Look, I think they're going to be pretty stringent on guys who have symptoms. And <clears throat> who knows? They might even go back to temperature checks and things like that. And if your temperature is too high, they might check you. It might be that. Um, I don't know how it's going to go, but... Um, the key is, and, and by the way, in, in, in Alan Sills, who's the NFL's chief medical officer, um, uh, pointed this out and he's correct. If you go to your doctor today and you say, um, I want a COVID test, um, they're not going to test you unless you're showing symptoms. Um, and that's the way the healthcare industry as a whole is approaching this. Now you can go line up on the street in New York, as you see the signs of people doing yesterday and everybody's making money off this and COVID testing, you can go get it. You can go get home testing. You can do it. But if you go to your doctor and you don't have any symptoms, he's going to say, or she's going to say, eh, don't worry about it. You're, 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 you're fine. If, if you start showing symptoms, you know, we'll we'll talk about something else. And that's the way the NFL is going. And by the way, I think they're right. Now, you know, the old adage, Jody, a broken clock is right twice a day. Um, I don't think they're doing it for any altruistic uh, motive to protect people or anything of that. They're doing it because they want to get the season in and they want their money and they got to provide their product to get their money. Um, but a broken clock is still right twice. They got this one right. Maybe not for the best reasons, but they got it right. Johnny Mac, let me give you a reason why I think the Eagles are in better shape to win this game than the Washington football team tonight. Um, not just the amount of players that are going to be out of the Washington lineup, which is ever shrinking. It was 20 plus on the COVID positive side. Uh, prior to Sunday before the day that the game was supposed to be played. It's now down into the teens, but they still got a lot of guys that are going to be out, and a key element will be found out today. 
who's going to be actually the quarterback of the Washington football team. We don't know yet. It could be Taylor Heineke. But then again, Taylor Heineke, he's Taylor Heineke. Okay, yeah. so don't, don't get overly worked up. It's not like they're getting uh, Patrick Mahomes back. Okay, it's Taylor Heineke. But it's better than either Kyle Schirmer, who hasn't played, and or Gail Gilbert Grape, who may or may not be able <laughs> to move the football team tonight if he hops in there. Who ate he, Gil, Garrett Gilbert Grape? Who ate Gilbert? What was the name of that movie, Jerry? Who ate uh, Gilbert Grape? I don't remember. Was that Johnny Depp who played Johnny Gilbert Depp, Grape? Yeah. I think. Johnny yeah, many moons ago. Haven't haven't rewatched that one. And that's not one of those you're flipping through the no. channels. No, and you I'm see not go, stopping. Oh shoot! I'm locked in for yeah. the next hour and no. a half. I yeah. can't turn off Gilbert it's not Grape. Shawshank oh, yeah, Redemption. You're stopping. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there are a bunch of movies like that. Gilbert Grape is not one of them. Um, here's the other pl- positive for the uh, Eagles in comping these two teams and how we got here. The Eagles have at least had a chance to work together as a group, as minimal or limited as that may be, with Ooh. way too many walkthroughs with my for my own liking, but they are staying healthy, and that is working to their advantage. Washington hasn't had to be able to have any kind of practice no. with their guys, with their team, trying to build up. And I know it's later in the season, so they should have most of their stuff in place. But continuity always helps. They're just throwing guys in there willy-nilly to fill spots at this juncture of the season. Even getting guys back who have been out of the flow for 10 days and haven't been working out, haven't been exercising. I'm sorry, that's a disadvantage. That's one of the reasons why I got to like the Eagles tonight is they haven't had to deal with the upheaval that Washington has. Oh, yeah. Ron Rivera said it publicly, said he spent much more time this week on roster construction than coaching. Um, That's the situation that he was in and what he had to do to get through the week. And yeah, preparation's a big part of it. I bring up, look, you know, teams playing down to Las Vegas, playing down to Cleveland and what Cleveland had available. Uh, Minnesota playing down to Chicago, what Chicago had available. I I bring that up and, you know, as a legitimate uh, issue and a potential problem. But they both won the game, Jody, also. They both won the game because the other two teams – as poorly as those two teams played, the other two teams were even worse. Um, so it might have been ugly, but they got to the finish line. It might be uglier than people expect because of that human nature aspect, but I expect the Eagles to get to the finish line. I, there is no way they should lose this football game. No, um, because uh, of what has transpired leading up to it, And just if we turn back the clock and go back uh, to even the Eagles bye week, if they had been playing the Washington football team after that giant debacle up the turnpike with uh, Jalen Hurts probably having his worst NFL start ever, I'm going to tell you that I think the Eagles are just a better team and have a better roster than Washington. And it's not, that's with everyone available, no COVID issues. The best of the Washington football team really? roster against the best. I'm, of the Eagles I'm not sure I'd go that far. I would. The best of, I think it's close. I, I can see you leaning either way, but I, I don't know. I think this team is pretty talented when they have everybody available. And remember, we're talking Chase Young, 
Well, you're right. That right, but Chase, I'm, I'm talking Chase Young three weeks ago, not Chase Young last year. No, no, I know. If you're looking I, at uh, entire careers, I'm just drawing the line in the comp two weeks ago when when both of these teams and and yeah, Washington was a little bit hot at the time. They had won a, a couple games, back to back games, but I still believe that the Eagles were the better football team before we had this influx of that many more COVID positive. Tests. Well, that's what I was saying. I mean, well, his whole career is only a second year player, but I mean, he's really talented. You're right. He's, he was disappointing for what people expected him to be. Or certainly uh, at least expectation one, but he's still a good player. Um, you know, Damo mentioned uh, Logan Thomas, you know, when he's out there, I, I I don't think it's a great team, but I before the season, I I would have said Washington is slightly more talented than the Eagles, but I think it was really close. Um, I, I I you know, but it doesn't matter. But I I think it's you know Ron Rivera's got that team headed in the right direction uh, from a talent standpoint. Uh, Terry McLaurin, we know. It's been an Eagles killer early in his career. Curtis Samuel's been injured for most of the season. He's not going to play again. You know, Cam Sims is off. They they got some receivers, certainly better than the Eagles. Uh, offensive line is not what the Eagles would be, but it's it's gotten better. Brandon Sheriff, who's not going to play, but he's one of the best guards in this league. They lost their starting center, who's not Jason Kelsey, but he's pretty good. Uh, and Chase Roulier, and we know they lost Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they went to Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen. They have depth, at least. Of course, none of them are going to play, and on and on and on. And then we know the defense. The defense is talented. The problem with the defense is they didn't live up to that talent early, right. early in the season. But they're still talented. You would take, Jody, you would take Chase Young over – Josh Sweat and, you know, any, Brandon State. Any Eagle defensive end, yes, including yes. our good friend Brandon Graham, who's not playing. Give me the young guy over the old guy every day of the week, even though he was having a lousy year. But the point I was making was, in the moment, if you turn it back two weeks ago, I think the Eagles were playing better football, had a better football team, w- certainly were and and would have been the favorite in the game the same way they are now. Now, you have to throw out the line for this game. Uh, man, I talked about this last night on WIP. Do you realize the movement in the line on this game? As of last Sunday, after all the football was over, they put out an opening line. The Eagles were a two-and-a-half-point favorite. It quickly clicked up to three-and-a-half or four. There was maybe one guy who had tested positive, one announcement. Oh, he's not going to play for the uh, Washington team. Oh, that could swing the points. But then came the avalanche of positive tests for Washington, including their quarterbacks. The line went from four and four, four and a half to nine, nine and a half, and peaked at 11 and a half. The Eagles were an 11 and a half point favorite at one point because it looked like Washington was going to be so decimated by COVID. It has now come back down to six and a half, and that's probably what it's going to hit at tonight. We'll see if there are any late changes because of players getting reinstated. Yeah, there's a reason they're at six and a half point favorite. They're a better football team than Washington football team. Well, they certainly are at this stage. Yeah, I mean, and 
at the worst is look if if you don't have a quarterback in this league it's really difficult to play we can all agree on that and they don't have a quarterback right now and even when they have their starting quarterback or their backup quarterback they're not that good at the quarterback position so that's going to limit them um you know but then again the eagles don't have tom brady or Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert either at the quarterback position. So that kind of limits them as well. I just, you know, if I, if I'm rebooting for next season, would you rather, rather have Ron Rivera's team or Nick Sirianni's team? That is a really, really difficult question for me. For the guys coming back, it is really difficult because of that defensive line. They have some young uh, talent on the back seven as well. Uh, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, you could argue they have better skill position players. Eagles certainly have the better offensive line. So real, that would be a really difficult question. for me. I know this is an optimistic point of view. I'm putting on my Eagle colored glasses. Uh, if Minnesota comes back to the pack a little bit and they got a much needed win last night against the Bears. Oh, you yeah. don't have to worry about Minnesota because they have, um, the Rams next week, and then the Packers. The Packers, week they got that. the Packers again in a revenge mode game. Yeah. So yeah, I like the Packers. So Minnesota does what we think they could do, which is struggle down the stretch. If New Orleans comes back to the pack a little in their schedule, that's it's not more, killer. That's more hinky right yeah. there. Yeah, but it's still Taysom Hill, and I. He I put know. Up, I can't he put imagine. Up, he put up yeah. nine points the yeah. other night. I don't know if the, I'm with the you. Same, I'm going to be able no, to throw another shutout. There's no way the Saints are winning four consecutive games with Taysom Hill playing quarterback. No way. That's, that's kind of my point. If the Eagles can go three and one and Dallas doesn't need the game and they can win that last game, but Washington also goes three and one because they split with the Eagles and they win their other two divisional games, you know what could come back to help the Eagles is strength of schedule. Because, remember, we added a 17th game this year. And, oh, by the way, the Eagles got the Jets, which was the Gardner Minshew game and a victory. Because the Washington team finished first last this past year, their game was against Buffalo in Buffalo. And they kind of got their tails kicked up there. So uh, it is one of the most overrated things in the National Football League strength of schedule. There's really a very little variance on how tough or easy your schedule is. It's only affecting three out of the game. And it used to just affect two out of 16. Now it affects three out of 17. So the effect is actually up more than it used to be. This could be one of those key years where the strength of schedule helps the Philadelphia Eagles out. All right, he's John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. I promised we would go a little bit further in our Pro Bowl conversation. We were breaking down the game tonight. That's the most important thing. We get that. But I do want to ask John a couple more uh, Pro Bowl-type questions. It, uh, it's an honor to your players. You want to see your players make the Pro Bowl. Uh, we'll see how many are actually going to be named tomorrow night on the NFL Network. we still got 40 minutes of Birds 365 coming your way. Like us, share us, subscribe us here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. 
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Mega Mac guys here on Birds 365. We got football game tonight. The Washington football team is in town. A couple days later than expected, NFL juggled their schedule, gave Washington a bit of a break because they had so many COVID positives. So it will be a better roster that the Washington football team will put out there tonight than would have been if they played on Sunday. Are the Eagles at a dis- disadvantage? Yes. Did they get short change? Yes. Was this 100 complete? percent completely fair to the Eagles? No. Did they get screwed? Some people have taken that further than I think it needs to be taken. To get screwed, I think someone has to have intent. And I don't think the NFL intent was there to screw the Philadelphia Eagles. It was a happenstance, a circumstance, and it's unfortunate. But here's the bottom line, folks. They got to win tonight's game. Whatever the reasons, how we got here, what went down with rescheduling the game and moving it and the players that watching it got back. Doesn't matter. They have to win the football game. They're capable of winning the football game. I think they are a better team than Washington. You're supposed to have home field advantage tonight, even though they're one and four at home this year. John, they just got to go out and win the football game tonight. No excuses, no explanations, no after the fact the NFL stiffed us. No, the Philadelphia Eagles are supposed to win this football game tonight. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, the ball's on the tee. Just hit it. Uh, everybody's watching Tiger and his son. Uh, you know, just hit the ball. It's on the tee for you. Um, yeah. Uh, you're right. I like the way you described it. I, I've been trying to describe it every, all week. You probably did it better than me in about a 15-second clip, so bravo. Uh, it was just a uh, circumstance. It wasn't uh, any intent to screw the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I might steal your explanation, Jody, just to let you know. Hey, we're, uh, we're a team, brother. You share uh, with me, I share with you. Um, it, 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 it is what it is. And you saw it last night with two other teams dealing with similar issues and they both overachieved and they both were closer than people expected, but they both lost. They both lost at the end of the day because they didn't have enough bullets in the chamber. They just didn't have enough players, didn't have enough talent. Um, I think the number is 17, on the COVID list as we speak right now um, for the Washington football team. Um, so, you know, significant attrition, but there's a bigger number. I'm going to give you a bigger number than 17. And that number is 29. And that is the number of transactions in Garrett Gilbert's career. 29. Get out of here. 29 transactions. 29 29 transactions. He's 30 years old. He's almost got his age beat. It's Garrett Gilbert, people. Now, again, you know, maybe Kyle Allen, and I got to keep an eye on on what's going on there. But even that is Kyle Allen. Uh, uh, You know, still competent, and he's been with Ron Rivera goes to system, so. That right. would improve their chances. Let me let me hop in. I apologize for interrupting, but uh, I don't want to forget this. And I think our listeners and viewers should know this. What's the time frame to today? Is there a hard and fast time frame for announcements? Is it they can pop up at any time? You got to be on NFL.com on your phone or whatever else for the latest updated roster moves. Is there a uh, a method to the madness on how the NFL will dispense the information today? Who is well, or isn't playing in tonight's game? Remember, everything has changed as of Monday. So uh, everything is still a little bit fluid. Uh, so I don't have the exact answer. I okay. know you have to have your uh, 90 minutes before kickoff. Obviously, you have to have all your inactives and everything's locked in. What I can tell you is teams generally test when you get to the facility in the morning. So, um, you know, it's a rapid test. It's We should know pretty quickly uh, this morning. I, I was thinking about yesterday. I'm trying to pull up uh, Washington's PR stuff. Uh, 18 hours, so... Um, it was about mid-afternoon when they announced their moves yesterday. Um, it's probably be in the same range. Uh, gotcha. Today. So sometime early afternoon, be on the lookout. There could be additions. There could be a quarterback added to the list. It might not be the most transaction player in the history of the National Football <laughs> League as quarterback for the uh, Washington football oh, team. Oh, I'm tonight. sure there are players with more than that. But, man, he started in St. Louis, New England, Detroit, Oakland, Carolina, uh, Cleveland, 
Dallas, New England, Washington. That's a lot of movement. Johnny yeah. Mac, that's a lot of teams. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one, Josh McCown. He's got way more than that. Uh, our old that's buddy. That's true, too. Yeah. Our old buddy. Um, you ever see that photo of Josh McCown's, one of his uh, daughters with her friends? All the jerseys. Every, every jersey. Just, yeah. It's phenomenal. That was pretty damn cool. Um, John, here's something we haven't touched on yet today. And I did check, uh, I would say, five minutes before the show started this morning. Philadelphia weather. It's going to be down. Yeah, it's in the, cold, man. Going to be down in the 30s by 7 o'clock kickoff tonight. We'll be below 40 degrees. Won't be freezing. It'll be in the high 30s, 38, 39. But it's going to be in the 30s at kickoff. And there is a chance of showers. Now, what they're projecting is not till after midnight. And with a 7 o'clock start, this game should be well over before midnight. Uh, so I don't think precipitation plays any, any factor in the game. But it's going to be cold. And although I'm going to be sitting here ensconced in Shane McDonald in front of my 40-inch uh, screen, you're going to actually be down there in what should be a warm press box, but uh, the players are going to be out there in the elements. I can't feel too badly for them because it's a late December game. It's not just a December game. It's a late December game because, for me, first 10 days are early, mid-10 days are middle Last 10 days are late, so we're looking at a late December game. So it should actually be played in the 30s. How much of a fact do you think weather is in tonight's game? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a factor. I mean, anytime you get these weather games. Now, it is two um, East Coast teams used to playing weather games in theory. So I don't think it could be much worse, as you mentioned, Um uh, but, uh, you know, that's the Northeast in football. That's why um, I always joke running the football doesn't matter until it matters. Uh, and that generally happens in December in the Northeast or the Midwest. The Eagles have already started running the football. So it shouldn't affect either of these two teams as much as, say, a Dome team or if the L.A. Rams were coming in, uh, West Coast team not used to playing in this type of weather. I don't I don't think it'll have much impact. It might affect the kickers a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be very windy. Um and the Eagles have certainly a big advantage um from place kicking standpoint. Jake Elliott's having an arguably Pro Bowl year. Uh Washington's been through I think this is their fourth kicker. Um so so maybe that uh, affects the kickers a little bit, and Jake Elliott would certainly be better equipped to handle that. All right, Johnny Mack, I'm going to ask you to go out on a little bit of a limb here. If you don't want to, just say, no, I'll stay right here. Um, <laughs> if I told you that not the Jackson 5, but the Jackson 2 here in Philadelphia, that would be uh, Tyron Jackson on the defensive side and Tyree Jackson on the offensive side, neither of which these rookie guys has made a splash this year, although both at times have been talked up pretty good. And the tight end to this point, Tyree has exactly one target for the entire year. And oh, by the way, he's been active for how many weeks in a row now? Like five? 
Yeah, he hasn't played very much, but if you go back to the Zach Ertz trade and what Howie Roseman said, you thought you were going to see a little bit more Tyree Jackson. Hasn't, uh, but they haven't thrown the ball, Jody. They don't yeah, throw the true. football. They're, they're running the football, and if again, the credit or discredit PFF as much as you want, they actually say he's a better blocker than Toth when they put him out there. Uh, but I thought after the glowing reports that John McMullen gave me about the unicorn that he looked like in practices this uh, summer, that uh, we would be getting some plays out of Mr. Jackson. It hasn't happened. Um, which Yeah, of the but uh, Jody, in my defense, I also said he is a developmental prospect, and it's going to take a while. But he does have tremendous, tremendous athleticism. And... And that's exactly what's happening. Mm. I mean, it's going to take a while. Logan Thomas is interestingly, he is sort of the template of what they're hoping to create. Um, Cause he was a high level quarterback. I believe at uh, Virginia tech, if I'm correct. Um, and he's now a really, really good tight end, but it took him. It took him a while to get there. I'm just looking up real quick that uh, uh, Tyree Jackson snaps uh, 87 total. He's been on the field for And they've thrown it to him once, yeah. and he didn't make the play. But uh, I'd just love to see him make a catch tonight. Which one has a better chance of making a big play? Tyron on the defense or Tyree on the offense? Which Jackson brother are you buying into? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Tyron there because he's gonna play more, uh, so he'll have more opportunities. How many snaps is he getting per game? Uh, let me look up Tyron. He's been playing more, uh, a little bit more. You know, not a ton, but I'll give you the exact numbers as soon as I can find them. Um, he's played 166 snaps overall but he was barely playing at all early in the season so week one he had two for instance week three he had five so if you look at the last month he's had nine 20 19 19 so the okay. last three yeah, games trend, been, trending up you're right yeah. you got a good call on that yeah so right. he's playing a little bit more uh and he's been okay he's been okay um as a rotational player over the past. So he'll probably be out there a little bit more. So, you know, maybe the ball bounces this way. Okay. We're, we're hoping for a Jackson brother contribution tonight. I, uh, we brought this up earlier uh, last hour when Paul Dom, which was, I was the first time I brought it up. Uh, and I want to get John's uh, read on it even more succinctly here. I know that uh, we need to get through tonight's game. The Eagles have to find a way to win the uh, contest against the Washington football team. But there is going to be uh, Pro Bowl announcements tomorrow on the NFL Network. They've already thrown a couple out there. By the way, I'm interested if we don't get that tonight, because that's what they were doing last night, is they were announcing the Pro Bowl uh, players. For the teams uh, that were playing. Yeah. And I'm wondering if they're going to do that tonight. Maybe. As soon as as I get down there, I'll ask somebody. But... um, yeah, so we might get some early news. All right, so we, we both agree, you, me, and Domo, as a matter of fact, all three of us agree, Jason Kelsey damn close to a lock to be a uh, Pro Bowl center. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree with that. I mean, you have reputation and performance, and when that meets, uh, you got a pretty good shot. Both you and Damo think that reputation and maybe some performance. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't know that Lane Johnson's going to make it. Damo said he thinks they're getting three across the offensive line. I would actually suggest, even though left tackle is the tougher tackle because most teams try and put their best players there to cover up their quarterback's blind side, I actually think Mylotta has a better chance of making the Pro Bowl than Lane Johnson does. If I told you two Eagle offensive linemen are going to make the Pro Bowl, which two are you taking? Uh, I'm taking Kelsey, obviously, and Lane Johnson. Really? Uh, for reputation. Now, here's the problem, though. It, here's the problem, Jody. In the NFC at left tackle, you have Trent, Trent Williams, Williams. Yeah. You have Tyron Smith. You have Andrew Whitworth. Now, I but my lot of deserves to go certainly over Whitworth, maybe even over Smith. Yeah. You know Williams is going. Williams is the best. Williams is a lot. He, he's going to be the starter. Yeah. He knows that. But I'll take my lot as performance either over either of those other two this year. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I think that's where reputation comes in from the other standpoint. Uh, Teron Smith is Teron Smith. Um, how many Pro Bowls has he made? Uh, I'll look it up real quick. It's a lot. Uh, and it becomes one of those things where – and by the way, he's still a really good player. I don't, I don't want to – uh, I think he should make it as the backup over uh, Whitworth. Um, eight times. Eight, eight? times Pro Bowler. Has he eight. really made eight? Yeah. I would have guessed five or six. Eight. Um, Damn. 2010 All-Decade team. He's going. Um, so, Williams and Smith are going. Does he make it over Whitworth? I think he deserves it. But, you know, Whitworth is on a good team. He's 40 years old. Everybody makes a big deal about being the first over 40 starting left tackle. I think that hype gets him over the top. I don't think it's – but Domo brings up an interesting point as well, is that people are intrigued by Jordan Mailata. So that's going to be something really interesting to look at. And uh, Lane we, Johnson, the reputation works in his favor. He's the reputation guy. Right. Uh, the two uh, tackles one has – a longer resume and how many how many pro bowls has lane made not as many as tyron smith no, i guarantee not you as that. many as tyron but uh let's see we'll look up lane real quick uh but uh trent williams is oof, that guy he's he's on a different level from everybody um lane is at three Three Pro Bowls. Okay, well, that's certainly more than uh, Jordan has made. Uh, but I'm I'm just trying to be – maybe I'm cockeyed. Maybe I'm stupid. And I did ask you a question, who's going to make it, not who should make it. Uh, and maybe I'm overly optimistic uh, and got eagle-colored glasses on, but I think the kid has had a phenomenal year at left tackle for the Eagles, and I think he should be rewarded. Did I break down film – of either the the Rams left tackle or the Cowboys left tackle? No, I haven't. Uh, but I've seen what Jordan Mailata does, and uh, I think he's played to a Pro Bowl-type level. Yeah. I get it that that's not the way it has happened over the last 2, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years. There is reputations involved, and it is a bit of a popularity contest. 
and having a resume and a lengthy one helps you actually make the team, which is Jordan, what Jordan's got to work against. We'll see if he actually does. All right. Uh, Eagle wide receiver is going to make this. Uh, no, no. Real quick, before I get to the receivers, I do want to mention. So, and that's the bigger issue. So at left tackle, you have Williams, you have Smith, you have Whitworth. You got to deal with at right tackle. It's Tristan Wirfs. Who's really good. He's going to make it. Um, Ryan Except Rancic. he's not going to make, um, Oh, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Ryan Ramsick, who's really good, but he's hurt. Um, and then Rob Havenstein at right tackle. So it's not as difficult as right tackle. Now you could take all left tackles, you know, it doesn't matter, but Lane isn't dealing with the names, um, that, that Jordan has to deal with. But, Do you know uh, if that's the case, John, that I, I, I'm trying to remember as best I can, and maybe I'm uh, oh yeah, loading too much time it. to this. Lane's only made three because they rarely take left uh, right tackles. They just move left tackles over yeah. to the right hand side for yeah. Pro Bowl purposes. All yeah. right, that that could it could come down to Lane or Mylotta. They they yeah. could be weighed against each other for that last uh, tackle spot. All right, um, wide receivers no, um, running backs by committee. No one's had an outstanding individual year and i got any running backs we talked about this earlier with the tight ends uh both you and uh, uh damo agreed goddard's in the conversation they were only going to take two kittle's a lock and i hate to say it and i know he's only a rookie and he's kind of a hybrid tight end but numbers if if reputation helps numbers rule the day and pitches just put up better numbers than goddard sorry i don't think goddard's making it yeah, I mean, that's one of the things. Yeah, it's interesting. And Dallas, you know, isn't in that category as somebody who's made multiple Pro Bowls, so people aren't going to default to him. So you're probably you're probably right uh, for that. You know, Landon Dickerson's a guy under – sometimes they like to look towards rookies. Um, is a guy who is uh, sort of under the radar now, maybe a long shot um, at, at offensive guard. Um, defensively, you know, Darius Slay's obvious. He's going to be an all pro, never mind uh, a pro bowl player. Um, and then you start talking about Fletcher and, uh, Javon Hargrave up front. I think those are the only three names you could even put in the argument for any position. Now, if they took slot corners, which they don't, if it were, then that's one of my pet peeves with the Pro Bowl. Like, I think you should pick a right tackle and a left tackle. Right. I think you pick, should pick hmm. a right guard and a left guard. I think you should pick a slot corner, but they and, don't. And oh, by the way, they take a fullback yeah, every they year. Take a fullback, yeah. They take a fullback, yeah. but they can't individualize positions like slot corner. Yeah. Uh, that just makes no sense to me if you're going to acknowledge that there is some specific positions that you want to honor and take care of, you should do it with all positions. I agree. I agree. And they don't. <laughs> and uh, it it's so a guy like Avante Maddox, who's having had a, a hell of a year in the yeah, spot. He's having a really good year. He's not even in, in the conversation, which is a shame. That is a shame. Stone cold shame. Um, your boy, Aaron Seapot's got a chance to make it as the punter, but uh, no, not really. Yeah. Uh, He's had a very good year, but yeah, I mean, uh, um, very good. 
No, I, I think he's been very good. I I think he's been. I I have no complaints about Aaron Seabus. Really, you have complaints yeah, about? Yeah, not complaints, but I haven't been wowed by him. And we're talking about the Pro Bowl here. And oh, by the way, there's one. No chance. No shot. He's the Pro Bowl punter. Uh, well, I agree with that. I think there's he's very obviously his first year punting. I'm trying to look him up. Um, pro Football focus rate ranking they actually rank punters by the way for some reason uh number nine so that's top 10 that's not bad nine okay. and 32 that's not bad not pro yeah. bowl but that's solid yeah top five i'd say very good top 10 is good we'll take it um he's probably gonna be back be their punter again this upcoming uh, year but we'll uh see about that oh and long the- snapper who knows I don't I don't have any expertise on long snapper, but Rick Lovato's made it in the past. So. Hey, he's been around for a long time. Yeah, he's a guy with a resume too. Yeah, he's made it in the past. So you gotta throw Rick in the mix as well. All right. And uh there was a uh and and yeah, I'm not looking to actively replace CPOS, but I did see somebody have a mock draft having the Eagles drafting a punter. In the sixth round, the kid, oh, what friggin' team does he play for? This guy is unbelievable. He's in one of the under conferences. They played Fresno State. Maybe it's San Diego State, uh, San Diego, that they've got a punter who has, and he also is their kicker. He's one of those guys that you get the benefit of having both the punter and the kicker all in one, that this guy's had. The, the the biggest punting year in the history of college football this year. Damn it. I apologize for having this uh, going to a brain freeze on me. I should remember his name off the top of my head, and I don't. I'll try to look up. I know last year the best punter was Presley Harvin uh, from uh, Georgia Tech, who's on Pittsburgh. He got drafted in the seventh round. He's not been good for Pittsburgh. They cut their punter. Um I forget who their punter was for Presley Harvin. But uh, um, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl in uh, in that draft coming off the Super Bowl 2018, I advocated that they should draft uh, Michael Dixon, uh, the Seattle punter. Because um, remember, Donnie Jones was, was – uh, going to uh, either retire turned out he retired then he came back but um, and you know they were very deep they were considered very deep at the time so I said why not at the time Dixon was considered the best punter in college football history and I said well, well you know you're deep why not take a a six round pick on on a kid like that at punter uh, he ended up I think going in the fifth round and by the way, he's been very good uh, for Seattle. Um, but I think they're happy. I think they're very happy. I know they're very happy with Aaron Seacoast. They're not drafted upon it. Right. The kid's name is Matt Ariza from San Diego State. He's had like five punts of over 80 yards this year. And when I say 80 yards, it's not 50-yard punt that takes a big bounce on the receiver's head and rolls. No, I'm talking 75 yards in the air type punts. 
that uh, this kid from San Diego State has had this uh, kind of season. Yeah, he won the, the Ray. I'm just looking up the Ray Guy Award because Presley Harvin won it last year. Matt Matt Arizzi, yeah, he won it. Uh, so evidently, they already handed it out. Uh-huh. And I had, I had seen him punt earlier this year because I was a Fresno State fan. And, you know, I'm on the air till 2 o'clock in the morning on, on Saturdays on CBS. So I'm always watching the West Coast football games that nobody's watching unless they actually have betting action on them. But I watch them because I'm up. Uh, and I saw this kid punt a couple of times. I said, holy mackerel, what a leg on him. Matt Ariza, don't think the Eagles will be taking him, but you never really know. All right, here's the deal. We're going to take our final time out, come back, put a bow on the show. Still got 10 minutes left. Do us a favor. Since you tuned in, since you're ready for some football, we are now just hours away from the Eagles and the Washington football team. We've given you our best here today to try and get you prepped and ready for the game. Like us, share us, subscribe to us here on the uh, Jacob Media YouTube channel. We'll come back, put a bow on the show on the Mac and Mac Affair. Here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. 
Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Before we break it down for you and make a pick on tonight's watching the football theme Philadelphia Eagles game, I got one other thing I want to invite Johnny Mac. I did put it down on my notes today. Yeah, I haven't gotten to it. Uh, according to Jason Lockonfor, very good NFL insider for CBS. I like Jason because he comes on my show on CBS every once in a while. We haven't been able to get him here on Birds 365 yet. Jeff Kerr has tried, and we haven't been able to match up schedules yet. I, it's not like he said, Birds 365. No, I, I will not stoop to those. Li- no, he's actually said he'd come on. We just haven't been able to work it out. But Jason's one of the better uh, inside NFL guys. Um, he reported uh, yesterday that Doug Peterson would be quite interested in the Jacksonville Jaguar opening now that Urban Meyer has been given his walking papers. Now, I need you to put your Tony Khan appreciation aside. Since he is a wrestling aficionado, you told me yesterday, oh, don't kid yourself. He's very much a mover and shaker with that football team, too. I think his father kind of runs the show. But uh, if you tell me Khan has influence on his dad, I'll take your word for it. Um, Put the Tony Khan appreciation aside. The organization's a dumpster fire. And they have been since his papa bought the club 10 years ago. They have done zippity-doo-dah since under his stewardship as an owner. But they do have Trevor Lawrence, and I still love the kid. I know he's had a lousy year. I know he doesn't look like he's ready to take over and become a star quarterback in the NFL. But I know what I saw at Clemson. I still think he's got great mechanics and form. I think all they need to do is surround him with some talent. He's got a chance to blossom big time. If he's offered the job tomorrow or the day after, whenever, highly unlikely, probably not till the end of the year. But if they start uh, reaching out and they start talking to him and they offer him the job, if you were Doug Peterson, would you take that? Or if they said, Doug, we need to know now. We want you to be our coach, but we don't want to wait on this. Here's the job. Take it or leave it. If you're Doug Peterson, what do you do? Uh, You take it for exactly what you said, Trevor Lawrence. That's what you want as a head coach, especially an offensive head coach in this league. You want a young quarterback with a chance to be a superstar, what he thought he had in Philadelphia one time with Carson Wentz. And he always used that term, we're married, we're, you know, coupled. Um, you, you, You want Trevor Lawrence if you're a head coach in this league. Um, And this season hasn't, uh, dampened anyone's uh, long-term thought process when it comes to Trevor Lawrence. Now, maybe it affects him. Real quick on Tony. Tony doesn't have any – Tony's really big into personnel. That's Shad's fault, higher in Urban Meyer. Tony, other than he's very close with his dad. How's the Jags personnel? Well, no. I just mean he's a personnel nerd, like he's a wrestling nerd. So, in other words, you said he probably doesn't know. I think when we were talking with Mike, Probably he knows the players. I'm saying he knows the players like uh, he might not be able to evaluate players. That is probably true, to be honest. But he knows he's very involved. He likes it. He That's all I meant by that. 
as far as hiring, yeah, that's Shad's fault, man. That ain't Tony's fault. Real quick, though, I want to say we do have some news because Ron Rivera was on a radio station this morning, uh, said the team is in Philly. Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen remain down in the D.C. area. Um, if they get good testing news today, they can get hustled up for the game. Otherwise, expect Garrett Gilbert under center in his 29 transactions. So it's looking like you're going to get Garrett Gilbert's. All right. So uh, that raises this question. Do you believe in the state of Maryland there are more Redskin fans or, excuse me, Washington football team fans or Eagle fans? Now, we know there's more Raven fans than anybody yeah, else. Yeah, there's Raven And there's fans. kind of a rivalry between Washington and Baltimore. Certainly more so than Baltimore and Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, it used to, be, used to be, you know, Joe Gibbs' time. It was Redskins country. Uh, now it's Washington football team and nobody cares. Um, that's a good question. Here's the very small I, group. I, I, I'll tell you this. Whenever the Eagles go down to FedEx over the last – Five to ten years, they take over that place. Yeah, they get a big chunk, and they're going to have the chance to do that just two weeks down the road. Um, Here's what I'm referring to. I'm looking at a very small group. Maryland State Police. If they get the go-ahead that their quarterbacks are healthy, they're going to try and get them up here in a hurry. That means somebody's going to be speeding on I-95. I think that you should be on the lookout if you're an Eagle fan who's a Maryland State trooper for someone coming quickly up I-95. And if it looks like Dale Heineke, yeah. I, I, I would pull them over. I would give them an excessive I don't know. I, might I think them, uh... they could be held for 24 hours. Yeah. I think they should possibly be taken into custody. Honestly, all three, you might want to give uh, 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 a police escort to the stadium. Who cares? <laughs> all three uh, of them. Uh, I I I do believe Taylor Heineke's better than no. I I agree. I I'm joking. He is better than who ate Gilbert Grape. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be the case. All right, Johnny Mac. We got to get on the record here. It's so funny. It's now been so long uh, since the Eagles last played because I'm judging from that. When is it? That December. When is it? Uh, I got to look. December fifth. December I got my 5th. calendar right in front of me. Jets Eagles with my uh, seat location written on my calendar. So I remembered where to go for my seat for that game. But that's a long time ago. Eh? And I know as soon as you get a game under your belt, you start to look forward to the next game. Well, we had to wait two weeks before we were supposed to have. And then we had to wait two more days. And I didn't feel great about the Eagles' chances coming into this game. Um, this was before Washington played Dallas, took a step back. Washington had won a bunch of games in a row. Um, the Eagles had that nice win against the Jets, but the Jets are the Jets. And just previous, they had laid the egg against the Giants. But so much has happened. So much has transpired. So much has changed coming into this game, including the way I look at it. I've got the Eagles winning. How about you? Yeah, I got the Eagles winning easily. 31 to 13. I have moved it up. Uh, Garrett Gilbert, I'm saying 90% is going to be the starting quarterback. They are going to wax this team. 
I think they're going to win, but I'm not going with the wax. Uh, as a matter of fact, I would not play this game at six and a half points. I think it's going to finish right around the touchdown. I think the Eagles will win by a touchdown. It could be 23-16 or 23-17. I think it'll be an undertight game. I think both offenses will struggle tonight. Uh, I'm not sure that either one comes out and puts mega points on the board. So I think it'll be a close game, which means it'll be a competitive game, which means it'll be a fun game to watch right until the end. I just don't think it'll be a highlight game. Kind of like those two games we had last night. At least the Raiders game was one on a last-second field goal, which, by the way, and they they do have pretty good boom mics for these games specifically, uh, but the NFL Network not, might not be as good as the other broadcast outlets. Do you think they got the timeout in on the Oakland, uh, the Raider kicker, the Vegas kicker, before he kicked it? Um, you know, I didn't pay that much attention to it. I did see, um, um, I did see Mike Preeper was right by the officials, so I'm thinking he got it. Um, in those type, remember in those types of situations, uh, it's not necessarily like does the official get it done. If he hears it from from in this case the acting head coach, um, you know he's going to give it to him. But I I didn't know it was honestly that big of a controversy. I just saw him standing next to him, so I assume he got it right from the really nitpicking department. The referee standing next to him didn't have the whistle in his mouth. Oh yeah, you know well, there's the a possibility the, the the coach is going to call a timeout. Yeah. you know the clock is ticking. You know you're supposed to acknowledge to everyone that he got the timeout in time. The ref had to put the whistle into his mouth. He should be fined for that. All right. Yeah, that's an officiating problem. They're not going to blame that on the coach. If yeah, if, you're right. If he's not ready, but you know, from my perspective, the game though, Jody, I agree. It's going to be ugly early. This is a game I expect. At some point, Washington's going to realize we can't do anything offensively, and they're going to start uh, uh, getting frustrated. You're probably going to have a pick six or something from Darius Slay that's going to jump on, and it's going to start to snowball from there. All right, so Johnny Mac says 31-13 birds. I say 23-16 birds. We both got birds winning. We'll go down, we'll watch a game, and we'll come back here 22 hours from now and talk about it right here on Birds 365. John, say travels. Who, you sit, who do you sit next to in the press box? Uh, Ed Kratz on one side. On one side, typically uh, Bob Groats on the other. Okay. Tell Kratz and Groats and everybody else I send my regards. Uh, have a good time down at the game. We'll have a good time right back here in 22 hours, hopefully after a Birds win on Birds 365. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.